Welcome to Kairos. Kairos is a personal finance podcast created by I Thought Plan. In this podcast, we talk about personal finance and financial planning concepts. We cover a wide range of topics which include savings, budgeting, risk management, loans and mortgages, investments, financial goals, retirement planning, tax and estate planning. If you would like to listen about spending, saving, protecting and investing your money, do tune into our podcast every month welcome back to kairos a podcast on financial planning where we talk about doing the right thing at the right time my name is ram and i have namrata with me today to talk on the topic to loan or not to loan hello namrata hi ram and hello to everyone who is listening in today before we begin i have this week's poll results with me for those who are new to our podcast We run polls on LinkedIn in the first week of every month and we discuss them here in detail. So this week we asked our community to take part in the polls and here are the results. So the first question which we asked was what do you think is the most common reason for taking a loan? And not a surprising answer here. Taking a loan to buy a house comes out far ahead of a second option of buying a car. The next question which we asked was Which loan do you think has the most tax benefits? I think pretty much everyone knows this, but yeah, the poll answers came out to be a housing loan, which indeed would come with the most benefits. The last poll which we had was, what factors do you consider the most before availing a loan? The option in the poll were interest rate, duration of loan and tax benefits, prepayment fees, and all of the above. The poll results came out to be all the above as these are all the important factors one should consider before opting for a loan. Well, this is interesting. So, what do you think of these results, Ram? Uh, can you throw some light on some of the common reasons for taking a loan? Certainly, this is very interesting. It's evident from the poll results that the most common reason for availing of a loan is to buy a house. A big ticket purchase such as a home to live in can often be too expensive to purchase out of pocket and going for a home loan might be the only option for most people. Adding to this, buying a home can be beneficial from a taxation standpoint as well. We will talk about this in detail later in the podcast. Not surprisingly, the second most common reason to avail of a loan is for education. Education plays a pivotal role in the life of many Indians and pursuing higher education programs such as a masters would often involve taking a loan as the cost of higher education especially if choosing to go abroad would be quite expensive. That's great. So what do you think about the general stigma around taking a loan? Is taking a loan always a bad idea, Ram? That's a great question, Namrata. The general perception is that loans can cause more problems than they solve. Taking a loan is essentially looked at as spending your future income. Most people find themselves spending a good amount of their salary on paying off their EMIs. Though this is true, a case can also be made for the other side as well. So, a question: Are loans bad? The answer lies in the why. Why do you need this loan? Understanding why you need a loan and if it's necessary is the key. Taking a loan to buy an asset or funding one's education at face value is considered a productive reason. Let me give you an example to explain it much better. Say Mr A is taking a loan for the purchase of a house. He is planning to rent out the space as well. Taking a loan in this case makes sense for the following reasons. Number 1 being buying a house is a big ticket purchase and it's not always to possible to pay the entire amount out of pocket. 
Number two being, the house could be considered an asset that could appreciate over time. Number three, as Mr. A plans out to rent this place out, he can make use of the asset to generate some additional income in the form of rent. Another point that can also be considered is taking someone like a housing loan for half of the amount and paying the rest out of pocket. Since housing loan interest rates are usually lower than the returns that can be expected from equity instruments, this additional amount can be deployed in equity related investments to earn some additional return over and above the interest rate on the loan. Please take into note that equity related investments are volatile and are subject to market risk, such as loss of capital. Always consult a SEBI registered investment advisor before making investment decisions. That's a good point, Ram. But what about taking a loan for other requirements that we do not consider as an asset? You know, something like a personal loan? Taking a loan is not always a bad idea, but one should understand fully what they are getting into. A personal loan when taken to buy a new TV or a phone is not recommended, since these are depreciating assets whose value would only go down over a period of time. But a home loan which is taken to buy a house or a piece of land is considered an ideal investment as the value of the house or land can appreciate in the future. Another scenario that can be considered where buying a very expensive house and paying a major part of your income through EMI can be detrimental to your finances. In that situation, it would be better to stay in a rented place with comparatively lower rent and invest the difference amount in a combination of equity and debt instruments, which can allow you to afford a bigger home in the future. Let me put it like this. Taking a personal loan that has an absurdly high interest rate, which is between 10.5% and 16%, should only be considered when all other options have been exhausted. These loans with very high interest rates are often the reason why people end up getting stuck in a debt trap. Instead of going for a personal loan, people should look to meet their expenses and needs from their existing assets and cash flows. They can even consider selling some investments to meet their expenses in case of an emergency. A personal loan should only be considered as a last resort after all available options have been completely exhausted. Next, we come to the motor vehicle loan. For most people, owning their own car or bike is indeed a dream come true. While a car or a bike is a depreciating asset, something that should be considered is the convenience offered by them before outright rejecting such a purchase. If you can manage to afford a vehicle without a loan, that would be the best case scenario. On the off chance that isn't possible, an optimal situation here would be to go for a balance between owning a vehicle and taking a smaller loan that would be easier to service. You know, I also want to add to this, loans on depreciating assets such as motor vehicles can be considered for a lower tenure such as 3-4 to four years where the interest paid on these loans would be lower. But even in that case, a down payment of 35-40% to 40 of the value of vehicle or more can help you significantly save on the interest outflow. That is a very good point. Now, let us look at what kind of benefits people can expect if someone is taking a home or an educational loan from a taxation standpoint. If you could share your thoughts on it, that would be very helpful. Sure, Ram. Uh, so, let me just take you through the same. So, well, home and education loans do provide tax benefits and these are in the form of deductions on their taxable income. So let me throw some uh, views on the home loan side. So the first thing is the interest portion of the EMI paid for the year can be claimed as a deduction from your total income 
up to maximum of 2 lakhs under section 24. The maximum deduction of interest paid on self-occupied house property is 2 lakhs. For a let-out property, there is no upper limit for claiming this interest. We also get deduction on the interest paid towards a home loan during the pre-construction period. This can be claimed in 5 equal installments starting from the year the property is acquired or construction is complete. And this is over and above the deduction you are otherwise eligible to claim from your property income. However, the maximum eligibility remains capped at 2 lakhs. The principal portion of AMI paid for the year is also allowed as a deduction under Section 80C. The maximum amount that can be claimed under 80C is restricted to 1.5 lakhs. And to claim this deduction, it is important that the house property is not sold within 5 years of possession. Otherwise, a reduction claimed earlier will be added back to your income in the year of sale. So, besides claiming the deduction for principal repayment, a deduction for stamp duty and registration charges can also be claimed under ATC, but within the overall limit of 1.5 lakhs on the year. So, the charges were incurred. Uh, I think uh, that was on the home loan side. And uh, let me just uh, talk about the education loan. So, the interest paid on the education loan is also allowed as a deduction from your total income under Section 80E. However, the deduction is provided only for the interest part of the AMI. There is no tax benefit for the principal part. I know this is a lot to take in and uh, I think our viewers can follow us on our socials for a comprehensive infographic with the points mentioned above. That was a very comprehensive overview of the tax benefits, Namrata. Thanks for that. I'm sure our listeners can avail of these deductions, if not avail already. Sure, Ram. I have another question along those lines. Could you like share some light on the key aspects one should consider before taking a loan? Certainly. I would consider the three thumb rules before someone goes for a loan. First and foremost is the interest rate on which the loan is taken. This is an area where through proper inquiry with multiple banks and financial institutions such as non-banking financial companies, people can negotiate a lower rate of interest on their loans, ultimately resulting in lower EMI payments for them. Secondly, the duration of the loan has to be considered as well. Opting for a loan with higher tenure such as a car loan with 7 years or 8 years to maturity can lead to higher interest outflow in the form of a EMI. Thirdly, Tax benefits and prepayment charges are also to be considered. If you plan on closing your loan a little earlier than expected, be ready to pay additional charges in the form of prepayment fees. Though these are not significant amount, nevertheless, a good practice would be to consider these charges before you take a decision. Adding to this, adequate due diligence needs to be done before finalizing the loan as a loan entails a long-term commitment to pay off the dues in the form of an equated monthly payment or an EMI. It is always a good idea to read the fine print and speak to your advisor before taking a loan. An advisor could also help bring your needs, wants and financial goals into perspective and help you make sound financial choices. On that note, we conclude this episode of our podcast. See you on our next episode. Join our polls on LinkedIn or Twitter. Follow our handle at iThoughtPlan for more updates. See you again next month. Keros is our monthly podcast series and is purely for educational purposes. Please subscribe to our podcast and hit the bell to receive a notification. You can write to us with your queries at info at ithought.co.in or visit our website at www.ithought.co.in.